the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. John chapter 14, beginning verse 12, the word of the Lord reads like this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do. Because I go to my father. Father in heaven, I bow myself before you in great need of your presence and your power. Thanking you for the opportunity and privilege to stand here and for the reminder that all my life you have been faithful. So even now, God, in the frailty of my flesh, I yield and wait in expectation of you being faithful one more time. That as I stand here to declare your word, that you would speak through these lips of clay, words of everlasting life, words that would transition someone's eternal destiny, words as of the very oracle of God and not of myself. Use me, Lord, in my personhood to accomplish your will and your way. And then, Lord, when it's all said and done, we will forever give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you all by yourself, are worthy of it. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. On January the 15th, 1929, in the throes of the Great Depression, was born a male child, Michael Luther King, Jr. He would later change his name to Martin. This child has been credited for changing the world. Proof that out of great depression and suppression and oppression, God can raise up one victoriously. Dr. King was mostly known for his civil rights leadership, and he sought to obtain justice in an unjust world for those of color. He became known and viewed as the modern-day leader of black America. I heard it said earlier today, the modern-day Moses This man 
has been given status as a king. In fact, in many African-American homes, his image is beside that of the Messiah or our depiction there of a Messiah. And perhaps John F. Kennedy. Jesus, Dr. King, John F. Kennedy. But what he was after was he was after bringing us all, black, white, brown, yellow, Hispanic, Asian, all Jew, Gentile, all together in a sense of oneness that we would be unified as a people and that everybody would receive the just or justice that was due to them. Well, that we really treat fairly, if I can say it that way. In a divine mirror-like form, this Dr. King gives an address in prophetic-like approach He uh, speaks to his followers of the prediction of his departure with expectations of their future in what I will call a sermonic-like speech. He calls it, I have a dream. With all respect to him this morning, I want to remind you that that was his dream. Now, let me rewind the clock about 2,000 years, and another male child was born. In the throes of Roman oppression and depression, this child was born, and his name was Jesus. He later would prove that his name could be changed to Emmanuel. God with us. I needed to qualify that because when he was born, everybody didn't know and he had not proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was God with us. Despite all the angelic appearances, despite all of the prophetic messages from God that had come before and all the exactness of the time and all the calendars coming together, he still had to walk through 33 years to prove he was God. And here we are still, some still arguing whether he was or not. But again, proof that out of great depression and suppression, God can rise up one victorious. For his assignment was to come and die for our sin, to redeem us, and to reconnect us and make us one with himself. Y'all see the parity? Now, here we are in 2023. In the throes, once again, of great recession, we don't like to call it depression anymore, but when eggs cost $5 a dozen, that's depression. Help me somebody. On the heels of some of what 
we would probably say are the most divisive and partisan times, most oppressive times that some of us could probably speak of in our lives. Uh, And when the churches are at a place where we've moved to being virtual, we people don't want to come to church, nor do they want to serve the church. We're at a place where poverty is great and lostness is exploding and nobody seems to care that there's no justice in the land. Sin is running rampant. Division among the house of God where he died for is not only being Uh, exploited, but it's also being, in many cases, celebrated. That we're not one. So, God, what do we do? Uh, When the church is in such situations. What do we do when the world is in such despair? What do we do when it seems that global warming is changing everything? Lord, what do we do? What's our answer to the current scenario? What's the answer to the robberies on the street? What's our answer to the children killing children? What's our answer to this uh, exodus from the house of God, the closing of multiple sanctuaries across our country. God, what's the answer to the sense of lostness? And no one seems to care about this Jesus that we preach. What's the answer? On a day like today, I'm going to suggest that our answer is to stop dreaming and start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, like Dr. King, had a departing message to his followers. As he prepared to depart and leave them, he knew prophetically he was getting ready to die. Time was coming, time was set. And he has this message he leaves to them that we find so eloquently recorded so much of in John's gospel. Uh, But His message wasn't a dream. Jesus says, look, I'm going away. I've gone to the cross. I've shed my blood. I've paid the price for your sin. I've been your propitiatory offering. My assignment is done. And so it's, it's time for me to leave. I've got to go, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave the church hopeless. I'm not going to leave you, my disciples, helpless. But I'm going to send another comforter. For all of my Greek students out there, all of my theologians out there, you know that that word another is alas, that is one who is of the same. And he will not only be with you, but he will be in you. Jesus says, first of all, receive this Holy Spirit, you're going to, he says in Acts 1, he says, when he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He says to you and I, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to send you another who is me, and I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to be in you, and when I come to be in you, you shall have power. 
Y'all understand this is dynamite power. This is dunamis power. This is the power of the one who stepped out of nowhere, stood on nothing, and began to speak. And because he spoke, everything came into existence. I'm talking about that kind of power. It's the one who, who actually scooped up dirt, breathed on it, and dirt became a living being. I'm talking about that kind of power. I'm talking about the power of the one who went to the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus got up from his grave with his grave clothes on. You shall receive power. I know you don't want it to be that kind of power. It's just we, got a, we have a measured down version of it. No, I have filled you with the fullness of the Holy Ghost, with the fullness of his power we have. He didn't siphon off parts and pieces of it. No, it's the wholeness of him. So you've got power, but you've got to receive this power. And he says there in Acts 1-8, when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive power, and the power will make you my witnesses. You shall be my witnesses. You're you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be my representatives in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the othermost parts of the world. And we go through the scripture and we see all the pourings out of the Holy Spirit and the infancy and the foundation of the church and how he lays all that foundation of the church. And so we can stop laying foundation. That's over. When you accept him now, you receive power. You don't have to come tarry for the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, if that ain't your doctrine, that's okay. I didn't come to preach to you. Came to preach to him. So he says, you're going to be my witnesses. And so I'm sending you forward to be my witnesses. You are my witnesses in this world. In this lost, dark, and dying world, you will represent me. You will be the light in the darkness. You will be the salt where there's blandness. You will be the ones who will flavor this earth. I've given you the power to do that. But we're busy dreaming. We're dreaming a dream of somebody else's. That's his dream. With all due respect, that was his dream. The church is failing because we're still dreaming and we're not walking in that power. He says to them in John chapter 15, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth. Who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. I want you to try to conceive with me the power that he has sent. When the Holy Spirit comes... He will testify of me. You will know he's of me because he will testify of me. He will become the one who brings judgment. He will bring uh, exposure of judgment and righteousness and sin. That's 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 his responsibility. He will convict. The world that's to expose he will he will show us sin and righteousness and judgment well um, conceive with me that there is a Holy Spirit power that was at work when you came to know Jesus 
You and I, can we just be honest, we were messed up, tore up from the floor up. We needed something other than ourselves because the power we had could not satisfy the righteous requirements of God. We couldn't live good enough. We couldn't walk straight enough. We couldn't be good enough. But we needed something other than ourselves. And in fact, if we were to have evaluated ourselves, we would have said of ourselves, I'm not that bad. But the power of the Holy Spirit uncovered your badness. He exposed to you how wretched you were, how wicked you were. Like a light that came on in the middle of the darkness, he made you aware that you were not equal to God and you needed something other than yourself. If it had not been for the power of the Holy Spirit that was the revealer of the presence of God, you never would have come to him. And when his power overshadowed you, you couldn't even see Calvary if he hadn't opened up your eyes. I heard, Lord Jesus, I heard Charles Spurgeon say, there are many who will sit at the feet of Calvary and they'll see nothing except that the Holy Spirit opened their eyes. We would not have even been able to see Calvary. And what really literally happened at Calvary if he had not, if the power of the Holy Spirit had not come over us and fold back the curtain so that you could see the cross and see Jesus hanging there for your sin and for mine. And so he opened that up for us. Made us to know that we were sinners and that we needed a Savior. He opened up the curtain to show us that there was a Savior who died for us. But you didn't want him. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that drew you to God. Because there's no righteous, no, not one. We're all running wretchedly to our own wicked way, doing whatever we wanted to do. And you didn't come looking for him, no. He came looking for you. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that opened up your eyes and drew you to God. And for some, the reality is you don't even know what you were doing. You just found yourself walking. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit that did that. I'm trying to help you to conceive this power that is now in you. He will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will guide you to all truth. He'll not only guide you to all truth, but he'll teach you all things. Let me just say that that does not mean you don't need to go to school. No, you need to study. Pastor, preacher, doesn't mean that you can't. You can just jump on Sunday morning and say, Lord, give me something. And that's not what that means. It means in the midst of me having studied, in the presence of me having gone through the word and spending time in prayer and laboring before the presence of God and talking to my Savior, he will open up my understanding when it's time for me to open up my mouth. He'll speak for me. Oh, yes, power will come out of me. Power will be manifested of me. And not just the power of the volume of a voice. No, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that begins to connect to the spirit that's in you, that reveals to you, that's God speaking. We as preachers have nothing to say except we say what God said. And if we say what God says, then every dead spirit will wake up and pay attention. And if we walk in the power of that spirit... The church will be full. The loss will be minimized. 
and people will come running to Jesus. Not because we lifted him up in song, but because we lifted him up in the word. Because when the word, which is the sword of the spirit, gets plunged into the heart of lost men and women over and over and over again, instead of it killing them, it brings them to life. And it was that power of the Holy Spirit that brought you alive. And quickened your dead spirit, made you alive unto God, and now you have a relationship with God. Watch this. That you, as an earthly, broken, wretched vessel, can talk to the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he'll hear your prayer. If we'd only stop dreaming and tap into that power, we'd see the church of today and the world of today change. Dr. King spoke of a future day and a future dream. He was not just speaking of a future day and a future dream here in America. He was, a, he was, he was speaking prophetically and trajectorily towards eternity. Because in this life, we'll always have problems and divisions and struggles between each other because, because of our anti-God nature. In this text, these, this verse 12 specifically, is a text that the most highly educated and sophisticated theologians in the world have been arguing about forever, and I'd say we don't have to argue about it. Let's just agree that it's red-letter edition, the words of Jesus. And if this, these are the words of Jesus, and he's not speaking in hyperbole, he said, Jesus said, just listen to me, and I'm just going to read what he said. Don't argue with me. Just listen to what he said. He said, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Break that down, pastor. I just did. What does that mean? That means the works that you saw him do, you will do if you believe in him. Pastor, I do believe in him. You believed in him for salvation, but you don't believe in him for the power that he put in you. Can I give you another illustration? Three or four months ago, I bought another truck. You know, I was driving like grandma, nice and easy. And for those who know me, I like to drive. And so the occasion happened where I needed to speed up and, and move this big old truck out of the way so that I can get on about where I was going. And so it was at that particular time, after having riding around this truck for three months or more, that I, I hit the accelerator. I mean, I mean, I hit it. And this 5.7 liter V8 gas-guzzling machine. I mean, it slammed me back, and it took off. And I realized the power that I had underneath me. The church, like me, is driving around in eco mode with all this power inside of us but we've never pressed the accelerator to access the power that we possess. But rather, we sit around and we complain and we, we say, oh, woe is me. 
church. People don't want to serve. Nobody wants to get saved. Everybody's acting a fool. What do I do? You walk in the power you have. Use the power that God has put in you. Now watch this. It's not you. It's God in you. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. To hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.